Show a lot of good wine this morning. Great time to lay down your old flames to carry a new fire, huh? Mm. Well, I want to um, talk about someone, and then I want to do something. Then I want to go back to talking about someone, and then we're going to let that someone do what he does. So that's pretty much what we do today. I mean, like, you got you to gotta admit he's really beautiful. Huh? I mean, you got to admit. I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, that's the wonder that's returning to the people of God. The wonder, the absolute wonder of God. <laughs> the beauty, the wonder to be stunned daily at some point with the awesome beauty of the king. The absolute beauty, <laughs> the absolute glory, sweetness, and kindness, and faithfulness, and passion, and emotions, and affections of God. I read years ago somewhere, get, oh, that's good, just to make sure the sign's correct tonight, we don't want to have to do that one again. <laughs> He said, oh, how I long to be seized by the power of a great affection. And this is the year when God's going to seize us with the power of his great affection for us. Which in turn will cause us to seize him with our great affection for him. Everybody, the people, <laughs> people want to know, have a word from the Lord for 2018. And that word is God is bringing this people to the gate that looketh to the east. And the glory of the God of Israel is coming. The word gate means to anticipate, to run, to meet with expectancy. Wherever we've been looking, God's going to shift us, position us for him. If the, if the glory of God or the knowledge of the glory of God is going to cover the earth as the waters cover the sea, then this is the year when the knowledge of the glory of God the knowledge of what that means, the knowledge of who he is, the knowledge of his true image. Remember, it's not so much that we believe a lie, it's that we doubt the truth sometimes. The truth of who he really is, the way he really is. If eternal life is knowing God and Jesus Christ, then you know why Stephen looked steadfastly into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus at the right hand of the Father. And by the Spirit of the Lord, God's going to move us, move us by his mercy to be positioned for the very cry of his heart because the cry of his heart is to be glorified. 
That's the cry of his heart, is for him to be glorified and to share and to display his glory. That's his cry. And I'm going to tell you something. God is most glorified when we are most satisfied with him alone. (laughs) God is most glorified when we are most satisfied with him alone. With him alone. With him alone. Out of which we live and move and have our being. Because we've been brought back to the reason for our existence, which is him. That's what I said last night. The question you need to ask if you're in ministry or whatever you are, is how high do you want to lift him up this year? How high do you want to lift him up? This year. And how many people in this globe do you want to see him lifted up like that? It is completely impossible. Completely impossible. To even think of being lifted up, being known, being admired, being somebody who's known for doing something. It's impossible. To even have that thought within yourself. There's no attraction to it. There's no need for it. There's absolutely no grid for it when you are lost in the supremacy of God alone. Lift it up. Because when you're in that place, there's no room for anything else. It's impossible to be lifted up. It's impossible. It's absolutely impossible. This is the year. When God's going to find throughout the earth a people who will finally replace Lucifer, ministry, of saying he is who he says he is. You see, Lucifer, more than any being, said you are who you say you are. And his entire ministry, an entire function as a created being, And all the music and all the instruments it says that were put in him, all of the sound, the sounds that were created in him to declare only him, there came a day when it wasn't good enough that he gets, he deserved it all. There came a moment in his his life when he just couldn't handle anymore. Anymore him getting it all. Like we sing, you deserve it all. I give you the highest praise. You deserve it all. You deserve it all. You deserve it all. You deserve it all. That was his entire being. And everyone else, it's like, he deserves it all. He deserves it all. He deserves it all. You deserve it all. He deserves it all. And there came a day when I wasn't good enough anymore. And he looked. And that spirit, he looked. It says in Job that Leviathan, the devil, the devil, he's the king of all the children of pride. 
by putting out a light. It says there's a path that shines. And all the children who say, you don't deserve it all, at some point in their life, some point in their ministry, some point in their message, some point in, in the favor and the blessing and the power and the glory that God shares with them and the anointing and the fire that he puts within them and the fruit that he allows them to have and the impact he allows them to have and the name that he allows them to have. And that glory has no problem sharing with because he loves his sons. He loves them. Like I said last night, my son's in Australia right now. My wife's not here because she's with three grandchildren, a legacy, and judge wife. And I'm a proud dad. Why? Because my son's becoming wealthy. My son is filled with wisdom. My son is becoming known. I'm proud of my son. I, I, I'm not, I don't have a problem with that. But I named him Jedediah, which means beloved of the Lord. And there's only one thing I watch in his life. If he remains in the belovedness of his identity before the Lord, that's all. Because his identity is not that the grace and the power and the wisdom and the anointing God's giving him in the world now. And it will increase. You want that for your kids. You want that for him. As long as you don't forget, son. I named you. The only time Solomon was named, I named you Jedediah. That you would know you're beloved of the Lord. And that's your identity. That intimacy with him, that, that walk with him, that enjoyment and satisfaction of him, his delight over you. That's why I named him that way. Because that's really the identity of the people of God that came today. When Lucifer couldn't do it anymore. And that poison began to be seeped, coming to the earth. And this is the year that God's going to have a serum for that poison. And the beauty and mercy of God is going to sweep through ministries around the world. And because the people are not going to leave with how, he was great. What great music. Wow, that was made. That's Bethel. I mean, my God, like I said last night, if all you can see is as high as Bethel, you never begun to see God. If all you see is somebody that God has given grace to impact nations or be used the way he, uh, God uses them, if that's where you stop, then you never began right. You never began right. I love you. I love you. <laughs> you. Do you know that I love you? I absolutely know you. You're beautiful. You're stunning. You're sweet. You're sweet. You're sweet. I'm so happy that I'm alive in the day that the cry of David's heart to behold the beauty of the Lord was led to a prophecy from Isaiah saying there's coming a day when you're going to see the king and his beauty in a land that's far off. We're living in that day. I'm so thankful that that lamb, that king of beauty, that king of glory, that came a day when he stepped on this planet. You know, we preach the kingdom, absolutely, but we have to remember the king. Otherwise, we'll worship miracles and the power God gives, but it's about the beauty of the king. 
I love you, Jesus. You're so beautiful. Holy Ghost, you're so wonderful. And the Holy Ghost, it says in the book of Acts that so the tongues of fire sat on the head. The word sat in the Greek means to bestow upon you the kingdom. So the baptism of the Holy Spirit was to usher you into, into a face-to-face encounter with the king. You may speak in tongues, you may have gifts of the Spirit, and people and trying to locate who you are, where you are, can get quite complicated. I, 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 I don't do very good with all that stuff, I'm, I'm sorry. I think it's great, but it's not about who you are, it's who he is. And when you see who he is, and then you see yourself the way he sees you, you see him in your life as you are who you say you are. You are who you say you are. Wow. And the discovery is just more and more. I mean, really. The discovery of life is, I mean, how much more are you going to find out about who he is? How about that for a discovery? Wow. You are who you say you are, and he reveals something else himself. You are, wow, you're this. I mean, you're gone in this love affair with God. That's why if you get power, and if you're used, and if you get a name, it's almost kind of like, it really, thanks, you know, but (laughs) you're gone. You're absolutely gone. You're gone. Because you don't have any insecurity, inadequacy, when when, when you're beholding the beauty of the king. You don't have any of that stuff. You have no need for any of this other stuff. Because all you want to do is reflect and display and your life be, look, he is who he says he is. In the world, so much that people are trying to promote who he says he is or what we say he is. And then, like I said, God doesn't have a problem with that. But my God, you walk away empty in the knowledge of the glory of him. You walk away empty. You learn this, you learn that, you learn that. But where is that? Where is that bridal love? Where is that passion? Where is that? Tell me about him in what you're telling me about you, which blood paid for. So there's going to be that sweeping moving of the Holy Ghost. And the vision, it says in Ezekiel, there came a day, and this is that day, and that's you want a word for 2018, have it for your life. You were living in the day when the heavens are going to be opened to see visions of God. A fresh, fresh vision of God. There come a day when you'll wake up every morning, even if you're flatlined, before you have your coffee or whatever we do. You wake up flatlined, but you have that, it's in you already. Something happened to you. Something was deposited inside of you. And you wake up and go like, it's, it is another day I'm going to discover something of you. Imagine waking up like that. This is another day I'm going to discover something about you. And the moment you say it, heaven goes, oh, oh, he moves in. He just starts moving in. You don't got to preach for that. You don't have a ministry for that. You got to, I mean, why not have a life? Good, good, just how good, just how good, just how good. Just how good. And before long, you're walking in waves of satisfaction, internal affections and, and embraces of God and kisses. The word kisses in the Hebrew means to attach something to something and set it on fire. It's not like... That's why men have a hard time with the Song of Solomon, you know. 
Kiss me with the kisses of your mouth. You're like, huh? That's a woman thing. Bible wasn't written to women. Written to men too. Let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> his mouth. That means let the reality of his burning, furious longing to kiss me and hold me and love me attach itself to me like and set me on fire. And then the response is that way. And you're in the fiery, burning, passionate love with the Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> How's that for a Sunday morning thought? Be in love with the Lord Jesus Christ. And you know it. It's so shocking when it really begins to happen. You feel so whole. You feel so complete. You really do. And the stress and the strain and all, even all the things that are happening in life, you're in the place David prophesied for his hunger. One thing have I desired. One thing have I desired. That I will behold the beauty of the Lord and inquire in his temple, and there will be when troubles come. You want to have, I want a life where I can walk that way, right? So David said, it's real simple. Hunger only for the beauty of the Lord. Want to gaze only upon him. And the word, the word uh, whatever, inquire in the Hebrew means to plow, to inspect, to admire. That's the work of love. In other words, you're in two places. I mean, it's so simple, isn't it? It's just like your whole life is one thing. I want to behold your beauty. I want to behold, I want to know who you are. I really do. Because I'm spending eternity with you, right? I want to know. I want to behold you. I want to see you. I want to look into you. I want to know you. And out of that, I want to love everybody, everywhere, all the time. You think that's where I'll be. Whether it's a good day or a bad day. When there's family problems, when this situation, financial, all of that, all the world around, you're just living in a secret place of beholding the beauty of the Lord and loving people. That's your identity. And no one can take that from you. No devil, no circumstance, no hurt, no pain, no rejection, no nothing, because it's only another reason to love or another reason to pull out. The beauty always causes, when you see God, you become love. That's all I can say. When you truly see God, you become love. You don't got to try to be love. Remember, loving God is not a performance. It's a preference. It's esteeming him to be the ultimate treasure and value of your life. It's a preference. It's a choice saying, this is what I choose. And loving God is not a duty. It's a delight. And so the Holy Spirit knows the cry of our heart, the real cry. I'm going to read just a couple of scriptures, then we're going to pray. Pastor Dwayne and Pastor Joel. I woke up. I love these guys. I mean, they don't know it. They kind of know it. But I mean, how I many, especially in leadership and ministry, stuff like that, you know, people say, I love you, I love you, I love you. They don't got to do nothing for me. I don't need to be here. I don't need to, I don't need to minister. I don't need a door. No, I don't, I don't need the door. The one door I'm looking at is the one that was open this way. So many people looking for doors and ministries, so they create ministries, so they create awareness, so you know who I am, so I can now come. Then you end up talking about who I am or who he is, and then we walk away, we still didn't find him enough. 
we're in this we're in this whole system that we gotta like create awareness of who someone is so that you think they're okay, and then and then we gotta tell them tell to everybody who's who you're with, and then basically go they go ooh ah we've already lost him. Oh wow wow he's done this they've done this they did this wow how does that help you? How does that help you? Hey, I might as well enjoy myself in this church. I might as well be happy. How does that help you? Yeah. How does that help you? If you're a pastor, you know, I know somebody, I know this guy. I have that in me, that's a poison. I didn't. I had all the things I'm talking about. I, I, I have them. All, I had them all. Well, I don't know if I have them now. We'll figure it out. <laughs> Who do you know? Who's your cover? Where are you from? You can't give some stupid answer. Well, I'm from heaven. Jesus is my cover. My name is Earl. My wife is Jenny. Got five kids, ten grandkids. I love spaghetti. Who are you? Who are you? Yeah, but who are you? Are you an apostle? Huh? Are you a prophet? Huh? Who are you? Who are you? I had a guy do that to me once. I said, you know what? I'm just loved by God, man. What's your name? He goes, why don't you watch me live for a year? And next year he asked me the same question. I'll buy you lunch and ask me who I am next year. I don't know. So where'd that come from? It came from Lucifer. We just didn't know it. It's just so prevalent. Did you ever... Did you ever... live in the affections of God... And just be overwhelmed because of his beauty, because he's so beautiful, he's so kind. Romans 1, it says, when they knew God, they glorified him, not as God. And they were unthankful. They didn't give him thanks that he is God. So they exchanged the glory of the incorruptible God into the images into something else. And I think this year is the year of the great exchange. I think, I, I think we're going to exchange everything for the glory of the incorruptible God again. Are you prophesying? Yes, I'm prophesying. That throughout the entire world and in the body of Christ, awestruck believers who live in wonder, who find their satisfaction in him like never before, where literally you think different, your language is different, you preach different, you minister different. In fact, you, you don't even know who you are because you're being so transformed into what you've always been, should have been, who you really are. 
you're just, you're just gone. And you're satisfied. And you're satisfied. And throughout the entire earth, it's going to be you are who you are. You are who you say you are. You're not going to doubt him anymore. You are who you say you are. And our delight is going to be, and I am who you say I am. I am who you say I am. And it's like, oh my, he is who he says he is. And there's going to be a, a, a working of the Spirit of God so all three of those things come to pass in our lives and ministries. That's why there's been prophetic words that people were walking into the house and the glory of God would be the tangible reality of him is so present, but you've got to want that. It's a choice. And people literally encounter him. And you don't stop with the song. The song takes you right to his heart. You don't stop at the message. It takes you right to him. You don't stop at anything. It's all part of leading you in a staircase to the very, remember, he's at the top of it. It leads you right to him with a fresh touch of his beauty, of his love, of his kindness, of his tenderness, of his goodness. I love you Jesus do you love Jesus you can tell him that I love you you know I realized last night I almost couldn't get the word Jesus out of my mouth and I realized that be even given the privilege to say his name I mean, it never hit me that hard before. i like, wow, like, I mean, I'm actually allowed. I'm actually allowed to say that name. I mean, I'm actually allowed to talk about God. I'm actually allowed. I mean, I'm actually allowed to stand up in front of human beings. I never, I never, I never realized the incredible privilege. I mean, I call my wife, you know. <laughs> so, what happened? I said, uh, him. <laughs> well, what'd you talk about? I go, I don't know. I don't remember him. She goes, what's happening to you? You're under a visitation. I am. <laughs> I'm crying on the phone. She goes, you're under under a visitation. I am. I'm so happy. She goes, oh, I'm so happy too. I'm so glad everything is becoming strangely dim to you. (laughs) She said, is that in the Bible? I don't know. But that's what it feels like. It feels very strange. It's so strange. I mean, like... Everything within me, baby, everything within me was to give him all the praise. <laughs> I don't know what's happening to me. I don't know what's happening to me. I mean, I can't stop thinking you deserve it all. I don't know how to preach anymore. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to talk about nation. I don't talk about I don't know what to do. I want to give him all. I want to give, he deserves it all. He deserves it all. 
And she's bawling and I'm bawling, you know. Good night. <laughs> she's with the grandkids, you know. What a way to raise grandkids when, you, when the grandma is lost in him. See, you impart what you are. You ain't got to talk about it. You impart it. Something about you will impart something of him, what it's all about him. And then if he allows us the privilege to speak and teach, my God, may God do this work in all of us so somehow the love affair that every ministry and minister and all the other guys have in their life, doing this love affair with God because it says, Paul said, I'm so jealous, I'm so jealous that you guys would not join people to him. That you said somehow, though, and you know, and it's just the beginning, you know. But it's like, to, I mean, like, isn't that the passion of ministry, really? To join people to him. And I know all about how I'm feeling adequate about it and go, things we go through and all this stuff. And remember, all the pressure comes from the Luciferian deception that's, that somehow affects our life, that creates a system whereby we have to be in God in that system. And I'm saying, forget it. The only door I'm looking at is the one that leads to the throne. Whatever door God opens to me on earth isn't going to be because I have a great website. It was hacked. I don't have one. I'm nobody now. I got no website. I got no card. I got nothing. I can't write books yet. I got nothing. What have you ever done? I don't know. I got any record of it. It's very confusing. Now it's not. There's only one door you got to be worried about, the one that he opened to his face. And it's up to him to open up any other door for the purpose of not your face. Like I said, John the Baptist was a blessed man. When he said, behold the lamb, he's the one. And that face, the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ came on the planet. God graciously allowed John to have his head cut off. I don't think that was part of his prayer life. But his head was cut off because the next face was coming was the face of Jesus Christ. So it's not a good idea for any of us to want our face to be put on the neck when the face that God intended for all men to see is Jesus Christ. So what God is doing is helping us remove anything that would ever want our face to take the place of the face of the, Lord, of the Lord Jesus Christ. And in that, he might make your face known. He might do all of that. But you walk around with a headless body. The only thing you see is his face. And anything that attracts that, wow, look at that, you know. You should ask for the beheading. May God behead all of us in his mercy so that we can only have one face. Imagine if a whole body of Christ was lost in the wonder of him and it filled every ministry, every prophecy, every apostolic endeavor, every church plant, every nation-changing ministry, any whatever ministry, soul-winning ministry, and every single minister was in love with God to the point they were undone. That's your prophetic word. 
the year of becoming undone so he can really get things done the way he really wants them done. Once it starts in you, you deserve it all. And you find your identity, you find your joy, you find your satisfaction, all of this. Everybody's seeking so hard, and and it's okay, I mean, because you just don't realize who you are. Remember, it's not you got to love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. that God loves you with all his heart, mind, soul, and strength. Start with that. He loves me and you with all of his heart, mind, soul, and strength. Soul. I mean, it's hard to believe that, isn't it? That's the truth. He loves me and you with all of his heart, all of his mind, all of his soul, and all of his strength. Now, that's hard to believe. But that's that's where it really starts, and that's what he's going to do this year. It's going to be one more scripture, and we're going to pray. And then then God's going to do one scripture. So people say, what is his glory? Moses said, show me your glory. Is that your cry? Show me your glory. Show me your glory. And God said, I will cause all my goodness to pass before you. You want a prophetic word? This is the year. Well, that would make a lot more sense. This is the year that God, if that's in your heart, to discover and look in him and look to him, be to be in love with him. <laughs> I don't know how to talk right now. It's like his goodness is going to start passing before you. All of his goodness. All of his goodness. That's his glory. Because I will not talk about things that I've seen or done. But there have been physical manifestations of glory that I've seen in the world. And you talk about them, people say, oh, wow, what was it like? And to do that will then distract you from this. The glory of God is his goodness. The glory of God is exactly what he says he is. Let me read it. I love you, Jesus. Where am I? Exodus, I love you. You know why you like honey? Because he's sweet. You know know why you like a good cup of coffee? Because he's good. You know know why you like a, a sunset? Even in the Northwest at some points, when you you like a sunset? Got to be careful the culture you're talking to, you know. And you like a sunset? It's because he's glorious. He's amazing. Do you live life every day looking around you and seeing God in everything? He said, I put it there so you could see me. Not Not exchange it for an image. Not exchange it for something else. So you could see me. What a discovery when you begin realizing that all of this is for you to see him. And it will lead you to him. I've never been able to drink a cup of coffee recently without thinking about how good he is. I'm, I'm being transformed. I mean, I could never do that before. Even if I put a little agave, the sweet love stuff, forget it. I mean, but you put a little agave, something in your coffee, it's, got, it's like, oh my goodness. 
Chocolate never meant more. After service last night, I'm doing family, we're church today, so we're family. I'm doing more family, we're family. this is my family here. So I'm not, we're not just doing ministry or whatever. So last night I went in the back room because I was hungry. So I went back in, man, and, I, and there was sausage and spaghetti sauce. And I, I just like Italian food. And I looked around, I didn't know about that, I figured it's for the Bethel people, but I, we're, we're okay, we're family too. <laughs> and I just, no one was in the room, I just, I just counted them, you know, and figured out, and I, I forget it, and I just put them on, and I was leaning, one of the brothers walked in the room, and we, I didn't, I was sorry if I was, I just know how to talk to you last night, <laughs> I mean, I was enjoying him, and I was enjoying the spaghetti, I, I mean, not the noodles, but the sauce in him, and I was just, I was just enjoying him, eating sausage, so I'm telling you, it's not like I always did that, so this is what's going to start happening to us. We're going to start having the joy that God allows us to have in life every day because of what he made, what he does, and who he is through everything. And we're going to be living in this love affair of wonder like, wow, the discovery of him and everything. And it's great for the moves of the Holy Ghost. And it's great that we, 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 we drink from the river of his pleasures and joy and all of that, you know. I love it. I love it. But how about all the time? See, there's a joy that you can have if you never get whacked, fall out and laugh for three hours. And I say both are glorious. So that's my position. It's glorious. It's absolutely glorious to see someone like depression struggle be instantly transformed by God's wine, God's touch, and then walk away with, a, with, a, with an insight of his power and of his goodness and of his kisses that could be sustained as the mind remains renewed. I love it. One last scripture. I mean, like, how about that one, you know, Stephen, you know, before they killed him? He was preaching on the glory of God. And then he saw it. It's a good subject. You start to see it. (laughs) I'm telling you, God says amen to one thing. I am glorious. God says amen to one thing. I'm beautiful. God says amen. Every time you talk about him and the spirit of God goes, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Because the Spirit of God adores Jesus. The Spirit of God absolutely wants Jesus elevated, worship, appreciated, known, absolutely cause a wonder in our soul of who He is. So whenever that happens, you have a Spirit filled life. A Spirit filled life is a life of personal adoration of the Lamb, of the wonder of Jesus Christ within your person. So the Spirit of God, it comes, it attaches His presence, His power, revelation, the Father's embrace, the goodness, all that we need, and we begin walking the Spirit-filled life 
which is a life, not a service, not a sermon, not a place, not a location. All of that can be included, but it's a life. It's a life every day. It's not separate from my job, not separate from the grandkids, not separate from changing diapers. It's not separate from the stuff. There's a life that's on the inside. You begin, what is this? What is this? You're beginning to know God and His Son, Jesus Christ. That's what's happening. And you're walking in that. You're not thinking about it. And out of that comes ministry. And out of that comes love. And out of that comes power. Because you want His image to be known. That is all powerful. That now they am possible con Dios. That nothing is impossible with God. The reino de Dios está aquí ahora mismo en el nombre de Jesús. That the kingdom of God is here and now to you, everywhere, everywhere now. I did that for my Peruvian friends that are here. Mucho milagros en el nombre de Jesús. Te amo una nación, your nation. I'm going to get to go to her nation. How cool is that? What's the reason to go to a nation? To give it to the Lamb. Why? Because it was all about worship. Nations, nations that fall in love with Him model and give a testimony to all the nations of the earth of what the glory God put in the nation and a nation living in the wonder of Jesus Christ and all the influences of society. So I get to see my Lord worship my millions or my nations. I mean, isn't that wonderful? It's all about worship. It's not about ministry. It's about worship. The devil said, you worship me, and I will give you nations and the glory in the nation. It belongs to God. And I said, I want that for you, Lord. I want that for you. I want the glory in the nation to go back to you. The beauty you place within every culture to go back to you. I want that, I want that, I want that for you. And it's worship. It's all about worship. So you are never. I'm going to worship by giving Jesus nations. I'm going to worship by pouring myself into whatever, however, with whomever to do that for you. It's all about worship. It's not ministry. I'm not doing this for ministry. What's that? can you really be equipped to be somebody in the kingdom before you're falling deeply in love with the king? We're trying to be equipped before we're gone over him. I say do both. Do both. But not without him. Let me just read that scripture again. I love you, Jesus. Here I am. I lost my Bible four times in this morning service. You were oh, because you were drunk in the spirit. I was not. How do you lose your Bible four times? And then when I found it, I lost it again. Oh, it must be the anointing. It's not the anointing. Oh, you must be so God over God, you can't find your Bible. I wasn't. And a brother walks up to me from the team and goes, here's your glasses you left on the pulpit. So I thought I had them in my pocket, and I have two pairs of glasses. And I couldn't find my stuff. It was in the lost and found for four hours. And I was content to leave it there because I figured it's safe in this house in the lost and found. 
There's enough of the glory of God in, in this place to, to keep the thieves from robbing. And I'm real. I mean, what's going on around here? You're going to be you. I'm glad my shoes match today. That's been a problem in the past. I want you to know my wife dressed me for every meeting. Out of a fear of what I would look like. She put them on hangers. You go, you wear this one Sunday, you wear this one for the pastors, you wear this one this day, you wear this one. I only had the first night where I could dress myself, but I had her anointing, so I did good. We all, I mean, we're people. That's the crazy thing about it. It's okay. It's okay. He loves you. We're weird. The spirit of stupor comes on us. Ah, he just breathed a sigh of wonder. Oh, I just love this kid. And we, we take these turns. He goes, oh, look at him. He's going off that turn again. What are we going to do about it? This is what all wanted, but now he's over here. Oh, he got hurt. Oh, man, we got to heal him. How are we going to heal him? God's not sitting there. What's wrong with you? Oh, he got hurt by the body of Christ. Oh, God, we got to heal him, poor guy. It's going to affect his life. What do, you, what do you guys got going? How do you think we can do it? He's sweet. Here's the way he is to you this morning. Sweet. That's why he's going to touch you this morning, too. Sweet. He's going to touch you. Sweet. I just want to read one more thing about Jesus because I just love it. And then we're going to pray for Pastor Dwayne and Pastor Joel because I did wake up with that in my mind. I like these guys. I, mean, I don't know his wife. I may shake hands. One time she thought I forgot her because I didn't say her name. Last time I came, I didn't even remember how we met. And I don't even know how we keep meeting. And I, I, don't, and I, and I don't have to ever preach you again. I, don't, I really don't care. I really don't care. I really don't care. But I love you. And, and it ain't my fault. God put something inside of me for you. He put something inside of me for you. I love you. I believe in you. I appreciate you. I feel you. Sometimes I live in your mind, what you think and stuff. And I'm asking God for the grace to serve you properly. Serve you properly. I don't know how to serve you properly. I don't know how to serve your house. I don't know how to be a blessing. I don't really know. So I don't talk about, hey, why don't you guys come with me in some trip and come up with some idea. I don't really know right now. But all I know is I'm committed to you. That's all I know. And the relationships that I have in the world, especially in other nations, is a commitment to a family, their marriage, their life, their dreams, and their visions, and I never let it go away. It's a commitment to a person, not a door of ministry, not an opportunity, not an offering. It's an opportunity for me to actually serve someone else who might change the world, and I can see that happen because that makes me really happy. When, you, when everything you dream and everything God has for you happens in your life, it only makes me more happy. I honor you, Pastor. I honor you, Pastor Joel. I honor you, guys. I honor you. I appreciate you. I thank God for you. I'm so glad I'm alive just to share some moments with you. Don't you ever doubt the truth about who God says you are, my brother. Don't you ever doubt. Don't you ever doubt. You are so, so, so amazing. So you're bragging on him. 
I'm telling you the truth. I have a man. There's a man over there. There's a man over there. And I'm so in love with him that I... I've known him 40 years. Dan, I'll mark him, you know. And I'm just so happy I can see him. I'm so happy. What I hear is happening in his life. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. I have a daughter. Her name is Jabina Bath. There's a woman sitting here today who was at the birth of my daughter, Julie Bath. She's here today. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. I think relationships are covenant. They're forever. They're on ups and downs. But they're, but, they're, but they're covenant. I love these kids. I love these kids. I'm 67, you know. And I'm telling you, you guys don't know this. Hey, I don't care if you know it or not, but I mean the jealousy and the protection that I felt around you guys. I looked at every woman up here like you are my daughter. You're my daughter. I was, last night, I was like, you're my, that's my daughter. That's my son. And it's like I felt such a jealousy, such a protection, like, oh, God, just watch over them, protect them, take care of them, love them, give them the dreams. And I mean, like, I, I, I literally felt, I wish I had, like, God's embrace. I just come up to the whole stage and hug all of them together just to kind of let them know how precious and how valuable they are. I mean that, guys. I mean that. Next time I go to Reading, I said I'd buy them lunch, and I hope they were fasting, but I said I'd buy them lunch. <laughs> and they're going to hold me to it, too. What's happening to us? What's happening to me? What's happening to us? <laughs> What's happening to us? He's bringing us to the gate that looks to the east. He's moving our hearts, make it all about the song we sang about him again. Because all of a sudden, when we didn't believe he was a deliverer, he was faithful, we're going to believe him now. This year, all of a sudden, suddenly, in moments of power and the Spirit of God, you're going to all of a sudden wake up thinking different. All the worries and the anxiety that you had before, all of a sudden, are going to be completely indwelled by faith. All of a sudden, everything changes. That's another prophetic word. That's going to start happening, even today, even last night. All of a sudden, something shifts. It's the year of the shift. But it's not the shift for us to be. It's the shift to him to become, out of which we can become. It's the shift, the different shift. That's why the earth will be covered by the knowledge. Because the glory of God is his goodness, his sweetness, his kindness, his forgiveness, his gentleness, his outright commitment to us, his outright faith in us, his outright beauty, his absolute, un I mean, he, you got to know this one. I mean, in your weakness, he really, he does, he does his best. In your weakness, when your ashes, in the areas of your life, is when glory is seen the brightest. In those areas you're wondering how oh, God can fix this and do this or this kid or this marriage or this situation, that's where he excels. That's where he excels. That's when he becomes only brighter and brighter and brighter. That's why I will never believe in the disempowering of a generation from the glory of God promised to them by focusing on the darkness. 
Never. But see, if you've got ashes in your life today, that's your invitation to glory. How many years have been one moment with him changes. One touch of him deep changes. I prophesied, and I'm not doing it again, I want others to speak. I prophesied, I'm remembering, about this house, about this very thing, that this house will be known as the house of his face. It will be known as the house of his presence. It will be known as the house of his goodness. And out of that will flow rivers of miracles through all the house, not just one man. Through all the people of God, not your heart, but your heart. All the people of God who are family, who are in love with each other, and there'll be those that do signs and wonders beyond anything that flows out of your own hands, and there'll be no jealousy, no competition, no fear. There'll be nothing in leadership that causes you ever to get that seed of hell on the inside where it has to be about you and can't be about them. You'll be taught by the Lord how you can do that and build a structure to house the glory of God. And you will be taught by the Lord how to hear a whole different because you're going to start hearing and new sound. You're going to start hearing a new way of looking and you're going to a new way of building because you are a builder. You're going to have a new grace and a new anointing to build that which will cause him to dwell in a way that your heart longs for. That's what's going to happen to this house. God's going to release that grace. People call it apostolic. I'm not even giving you any words for it. I'm just telling you what it is. To build a habitation for him. A place for his face. It's one thing to talk about open heaven. It's another thing to live under it. And then there's another thing to not only live under it, but to live in heaven now. And that what you have written all over your walls, heaven and earth. Remember, Jesus never came to start another world religion. He came to connect the heavens to the earth. Jesus came to connect heaven to earth. Bethel team, you guys here? You guys come up here, please. Thank you so much for coming. We want to pray for Pastor Joel and Pastor Dwayne. And then we're, I'm going to read one scripture. And then we're going to do that. Come on, guys. Pastor Nathan French, you can come up here too. God uses you. If you are in ministry and God actually does use you prophetically and they're comfortable with it, you can come too. All the guys, where's the girls? There you go. So you guys, I'm going to let you guys come up here. We're just going to pray for you. We want to honor you. We pray for you. So, come on up here, guys. Come on. Put, here, put these guys right here. Make sure they can't fall off the stage or fall down the steps. So, we've got to keep them in a safe place. Anybody else out here that you know that, uh, I don't, you know me, some way. I know you, Julie Beth. You can come too. Julie's been in ministry for many years. And we're just going to pray for these guys. And, um, and basically, I want the focus of the prophetic to not be through the people of your church. I want the focus of the prophetic or any prayers given to you be through the other people. Because these guys, they can be here, but, you know, it's not like I'm not honoring you, but I want to make sure I hear enough voices from somebody else. Okay? You can be up? Well, do you want to, we want to go, well, you know how to prophesy. I'll give you the mic. Don't worry about it. You're good. <laughs> So let's just pray. Let's go. Father, we just, I just, you, you feel my tears. They're yours. You feel, you feel the love you have for these guys. And, and Lord, I, I just felt this morning when I woke up, I just wanted to uh, have a moment to, to honor them and pray for them and just love them. 
And that's all I felt to do, pretty simple. And so we welcome the Holy Spirit. Bienvenidos, Espíritu Santo. We welcome the presence of God and the Spirit of God that you would speak into their lives and, 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 and whatever you would show. So, Spirit of God, just come now and just come and touch them. Whatever you want to go, just take them. I'll give you the mic. I'm so happy to be here to see what Jesus is about to do. It's so incredible. Your hearts are just displayed like in a mezzanine. You know, you just walk by it and just, oh, 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 oh. And it's Jesus. And what he's doing in building, it's not like it was before. That was okay. <laughs> this is going to be glorious. You know, he, he's a tribe guy. God is a tribe guy. And um, the church has made a mistake making it all about us. But your hearts to make it tribal, to make it family, he's going to exploit that. <laughs> you just better get ready to build. You remember I spoke that over you last time. He means it. He doesn't repeat himself just for fun. <laughs> get ready to build and build big. <laughs> mm. Joelle, you're a beautiful woman. You're a beautiful woman. You have a calmness and a peace that sometimes you put on just because. But he's going to fill you with an overflowing peace that's touchable. So the, the women that you mentor and the man you support, you'll just be the rock called peace. Where'd he go? Yeah, I, I just felt like the Lord wanted to give you guys strategies. I felt like he was going to start to release um, almost like like you could see other people's perspectives and he wants to give you strategies of how other people see so that how how you know how to how to speak to them but also how to um, how, how to build people in that way. And I feel like he's, he's growing that on, almost on like a big level of like how the region sees and the perspectives of people that live in Washington, like how everyone sees and what they're looking for so that you, you can bring the word of the Lord and you can bring what God's doing. So, Lord, we just thank you for doing that. We just thank you for your grace. We thank you that, um, that you're just going to cover them with so much grace um, and you're going to speak uh, clearly, uh, simply but profound. a word for Joel. Um, <clears throat> I feel like the Lord is saying um, this next season is um, putting you in the spotlight for empowering women to teach a woman how to be powerful, um, how to be confident in who they are without arrogance. And, um, and you carry that so well as someone that... Um, is humble, but so confident in the Lord. Um, you have this ability to believe in women like they've never been believed in, especially ones that haven't had good mothers um, or mothers at all. 
And um, you're such a great example of how to um, how to empower women in freedom, where they're free to do what they feel called to do, but also bringing guidance and correction um, in a as a strong voice in their life. Um, I feel like you're quintessential for the movement of this Northwest of raising up amazing, strong women to be amazing mothers themselves. Yeah. I see a huge ministry for you as a mother, um, to outreach into the church family as a mother. I'm going to quickly tag on that. I felt like the Lord, along with that, the women's ministry, that a big part of what that's going to be is going to be no more hiding. That it's just, it's not that they aren't great. It's that for some reason, we as a church has taught, have taught them to hide women. And so I feel like the Lord's just like, no more hiding. And that's going to be a message you bring. It's like, we're done hiding. We're going to bring strength. We're going to bring what we have. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, I feel like the Lord's going to start giving both of you downloads. Like, I just see you as, like, a powerful duo and, like, affecting more people than, like, just this church. Like, he's trusting you with, like, more influence and more people because he's, like, he's going to give you more downloads and revelations on his word and what he's going to do. And um, I really feel like he's going to bless your prophetic ministry, like, prophesying into what's going to happen and like what the Lord wants to do yeah I just feel like it's like a powerful duo thing going on like like her women ministry and and your like pastoral type ministry like I feel like like you guys are not only going to be like good at that but you're also going to be an example for others like this this is how you do ministry. This is how you do life. Like, it's not just going to be on the stage. It's going to be, like, behind the scenes. People are going to, like, see y'all's life, and they're going to be like, wow, they, they really have an understanding of the Lord's heart and what he wants to do. Yeah, Dwayne, I, I felt like I saw you at the, um, at the, the front door, and it was almost like the... If this makes sense, the north, the northwest was walking in, like the whole of the area, and they just had a bunch of stuff on them, and you just smiled at them, and you weren't afraid of their mess, you weren't afraid of what was going on, and you just started taking it off, and there's a childlikeness about you that just, it's not worried about people's problems, it's a pastoral thing, you just look at them and you just smile, and they can, they can receive what you have to say. Because your smile doesn't change when they start to tell tell you their stuff, and when the northwest when the northwest starts to tell you its problems, your smile is going to come from the Father and to be. I'm not worried about your stuff. I know it's possible. Now we need to take some of this stuff off so you can set your shoulders back, breathe in, and come into the body. Come into the body. Come into the church. just honor you both. I think you guys are amazing. (laughs) I I met Dwayne because I was driving by one day and the Lord said, turn around and pull in that church. And my response was, if you remember, but Lord, 
there's no one there. It wasn't a day for church. It was during the week. And I saw there was like one car in the parking lot, maybe two. And the Lord said, park and go inside. And I'm like, but Lord, there's no one here. And I came inside and then I said, where do I go now? And he says, go in the sanctuary. Well, I'd never been here before. So I walked into sanctuary and I ran into these two. And, and I didn't know I was here. And I said, um, when I looked at Dwayne, I said, are you the pastor? He says, well, yes, I am. How can I help you? I said, I don't know. He goes, <laughs> he's like, well, that's odd. You know, he didn't say that, but I knew he was thinking that. I said, I think I'm supposed to prophesy over you. And he goes, okay. I said, man, I just feel like God's saying he wants to bring revival in this house. I really feel like God just wants to wake up the bride. I feel like God shows you for this, that you have a heart, a heart to pastor people, that you love them. And I just started prophesying all this stuff. And he's like, I receive it. I receive it. I receive it. Right. <laughs> and, then, and then, and then I was quiet. Like, okay, that's all I had. I guess I could. I guess I can go, you know, (laughs) but then he looks at me and he starts prophesying over me. And then I was the next one to say, I receive it. I receive it. I receive it. It was good, whatever it was. And so I gave him a big hug and I went back where I was going. So, um, anyway, I just want to say this, uh, you guys are precious. I love you guys. I love you, Dwayne brother. You're amazing. I know there's a lot of people that don't understand what God is doing and Man, you bump into the flesh when you walk by the Spirit. But I feel like God's saying that you're a, you're a father and a mother to the region. And that he's bringing people from around the world because he wants to transform everything. He's not here to inform us. He's here to transform us. And you understand this as a father. And, uh, and I just love you, man. I just think you're amazing. Like, I wish I could see you more, you know. And, uh, and, and then, uh, you know, I don't know you very well, but I just see the fire of God. I see the fire of God. You carry the gentle boldness of the Holy Ghost. And I just see you raising up, not just women, but, but men. Um, because God is trying to raise up a people who are not afraid to just do whatever he says because they, they died to themselves so that he could fully live in them. And I just feel like this is the revelation God wants to bring through your gentleness, through your sweetness, your kindness, your beauty. And I just feel like God's drawing them in that they would see who they really are so that they don't have to feel like they have to strive to become something they're not. And uh, you just carry a grace to be able to help people understand what it means to just be who they are in Jesus and to just love him and then to love others the way that they love him and are loved by him. And so, um, so I just want to pray for you. If I could just say a prayer for you, Lord, I thank you for this couple. I bless them. Lord, I honor them. Lord, I just thank you that you're doing a mighty work in this region, Lord, that you're washing Washington, that Washington needs a ton of washing. But you said, if we confess our sin, you're faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And Lord, we're asking right now that your reign, the reign of heaven, the reign of your glory, the reign of your victory, God, would mark us in this place in Jesus name. 
that Lord, that nothing shall be made impossible for those who believe that everything that you've spoken over the destinies of those represented here, including these leaders, father, that you would bring a quick work, a suddenly <laughs> lift the, lift the people into the next wave of your glory, Lord, splash on the, sh- on the shores of the thirsty and Lord cause there to be a new hunger that emerges within us, that we would be able to see what you promised, Lord, that hope deferred makes the the, the heart's sick, but you came to mend it, the brokenhearted and to restore all things, Father. And we thank you in Jesus' name that you're doing this, even now and among us, Lord. We, play for, we pray for transformation, not more information. In the body of Christ for Washington, we bless this couple. We bless this house. We honor what you're doing, God. May your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Yes. Oh, love you. <laughs> <laughs> bless you. Bless you, bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's time to break camp in advance. It's time to cross over into the promised land. The time to to eat and drink of the best wine. I've called you now for this moment in time to pour out the best wine. The best wine, the things that haven't been written yet are declared over this house. It will be a face of the things of yet to come. The power and the miracles and the signs and wonders will follow in this house. It is being released as we speak. The open heavens, the open heavens are here to dwell under and through. The giants in the land are not giants. I've given you all authority over them. You conquer them. You destroy them. You squash them. And it's for your body. It's for your church. It's not just for you. It's for everyone that you that you shepherd. And this body is rising in unity. It's rising in unity. Through their identity of who they are and whose they are in Christ. You guys are mighty. You're mighty warriors. And because you have humbled yourself before my face and have heard your cries, my word will be fulfilled in this house, in this region. All over the earth. In Jesus' name. Thank you. Yeah. I saw this this picture, so go with me really quick. Um, there was a there was a really big dark room and like there were a bunch of people, like your congregation was there, we were there. Um, and we're like, Okay, we need lights. So we found like this little tiny candle that one of us lit and we went and lit the candle and we're like, Okay, but like only two or three people gathered around the candle. And then in the back room, there was this torch. And all of a sudden, 
we're like, oh, we have a torch. So we lit the torch, and all of a sudden, more people gathered around and gathered around. And eventually, we found a flamethrower, etc. <laughs> go bigger, go bigger, right? Um, and what I feel like the Lord is saying is like, the torch has been lit. And I actually feel like I'm going to prophesy with Lord of the Rings here. But um, when the different cities are lighting the torch to let them know, like, it's time to unite. It's like Chris Overstreet um, and a few of the pastors at Bethel prophesied that revival is happening in the Northwest. Um, and I saw, like, as I was sitting there, like, looking back, I kind of came out of it. And I saw, like, different churches starting to pop up around the Northwest with, like, fire on top of them, like, over their house. And I feel like the Lord is saying, it's time to unite. It's time to unite. And I don't, the conference is for uniting the church. And so I feel like I just want to bless you and say that there's a fire coming. Um, and I think God's actually going to start putting people in your path and you're going to actually start uniting with other churches. And eventually like that fire is going to keep growing. It's going to get bigger and bigger until like it can't be contained. Um, like after a while, a wildfire it takes a lot to contain it because it just spreads so fast. Um, and so I really feel like the Lord is saying the fire is about to spread. Is anybody else? No? You sure? Okay. You over there? Okay. We want to move. We know it's getting kind of late. One thing. Just one thing. Woo! Be blessed, you too. Everyone here, just be blessed. Glory is just within you. The spirit of the Lord is just so heavy right now within you. There's just a continual stirring, just a continual stirring in this atmosphere. And you guys have that stirring within you. You guys have the anointing to teach it and to bring it out within everybody around you. And just, woo! I just, I just praise the Lord because of it. You guys just be blessed. Be blessed in Jesus' name. Okay, guys, here we go. We're going to go. I want everybody to stand up. I want the musicians to be up here. And I'm just going to read one scripture. This is what God's going to do. Okay, so um, we want all the leaders of the church to come up. We're going to do a fire tunnel. And um, it's going to be around this particular scripture. And um, um, in John chapter 2, verse 11, it says, The beginning of miracles did Jesus in Cana of Galilee and manifested forth his glory. And his disciples believed in him. So the first manifestation of the glory of God was changing water into wine. 180 gallons of wine. And so basically, it would be the first demonstration and manifestation of his glory was exactly what Moses saw. His goodness to wipe away shame to wipe away all uh, condemnation, to wipe away years of barrenness, wipe away years where you did not experience, where, you, where you, your life was empty. You want to turn water into wine in your life today. Really simple. The Bible is just a very simple thing. The only reason we do fire tunnels because the Bible says pray one for another, and I'd rather have 25 hands on me than two. It's a very simple scripture. That's some kind of new thing. The Bible says, pray one for another. So now we have maybe 40 people, 80 hands to come on you. So you can be blessed by 80 people in your life because you're valuable. That's the only reason we do this. So everybody can be touched by the Spirit of God. And so 
Uh, after our guys get through prophesying, they might have one song before they hit the road. They got to go back down. Um, you know, uh, that's what we're going to do. So we're going to welcome the Holy Spirit right now in the name of Jesus. Father, we welcome the Spirit of God. So all of you, God wants to manifest his glory in your life by touching you. That's all. We're just going to close this service and believe that this is going to be the beginning of God touching your heart, touching your life, turning the water in your life. No matter what you've ever experienced before, he saved the best for last. He always saves the best for last. And so that's all we're going to do. Take a moment here. And uh, so I want everybody in the church. I think everybody's still prophesying over one another. So um, do you guys have You can get music on, fine. Hallelujah. So I want everybody to come forward right now. I just want to be prayed for. If you're sick, the glory of God is released in healing. Remember, to worship God is to alleviate pain and suffering. That's what the word healing means. Take your time. Walk slowly. I'm just inviting you to be prayed for. If you've never been here before, if this is new for you, who cares? The bottom line is it's like uh, I want everybody prayed for today. You know, your ministries, your life, your families. Lord, as you're going home, I know it's late, but let's just take a moment, you know, and really lay hands on don't wave at them the bible never said wave at people the bible said lay hands on people if you're a woman shoulders stuff you're a man no skin but you lay hands on people and you pour your heart out let me show you how to do it uh, just make this a little bit more uh feeling of emotion here in other words you want to